Hello there, Richard Del Connor, founder of Shaolin Records, and this is the Shaolin Records podcast. And um, I think in my last um, podcast, I, I told you I've gotten Logic Pro, and I'm learning how to use this new program, and I'm about to embark on making a higher level of recordings of albums than I've ever done because all the records that I, all the American Zen records were basically all the instruments that I could play that I actually owned and could perform. So I played the drums, I played the bass, I played the guitar, I played the flute, I played the keyboards, and I'd always try to play the whole song from the beginning to the end. Uh, one of my favorite examples of that is the song um, All Screwed Up on the first American Zen album. It's got the guitar, it's only a four-track album, so I had to record the electric guitar and put the solo right in the middle of it. Now, on some songs, I might have actually stopped and then punched in the solo and then played it to the end, but... I know I've done that before, but uh, on that particular song, that's uh, all one takes, you know, playing every song from beginning to end in one take. I might have to do it again, play the whole thing again, but I wasn't even doing punch-ins at that point, or very few, so keeping it really simple. Uh, but anyway, the um, so that's the kind of musician I am, and that's the kind of producer I was, and that's the level of the recordings that we have, and that's it. So if I wanted to make it any fancier, I'd put a little extra percussion on there when I got Pro Tools, and I could add more background vocals, and I could add a couple other guitar tracks, So I, but it's still all the things that I could play. So it doesn't have trombones and violins and cellos and and things that I could have put on there and might have actually boosted uh, the, the commerciality of my songs and records that I produced. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to do now is I'm, I'm actually going to be able to now still play all the instruments, but I'm going to now add on strings and horns and things like that, which I well, I, I can play. I used to play a trombonist, but the <laughs> point is, is I'm going to use do it all digitally, just like they do for movies. When they make movies, they rarely hire an orchestra. They're almost always done with the same exact software that I'm going to use. Well, maybe not these trombone things. These are custom. I found two custom trombone programs that were only put out in the last year. They're brand new. And uh, I doubt anybody or very few people have them. And, uh, <clears throat> and plus, most people don't want something so difficult. You can. It's easier to just buy the packaged versions where they lump all the horns together and make it a little easier but I'm, I've got them all individual and uh, yeah I'm really looking really looking forward to it to um, learning how to take the music to the next level so that's my goal and that's what you're going to be hearing soon but when I designed this Shaolin podcast when I was a uh, <coughs> excuse me I got cat hair I just brushed my cat a minute ago ah, I'm going to need a drink of water here um when I was in my car, I was trying to design these things because I was recording the podcast from my phone. And then I gave it up a year ago when I moved in here. And uh, now I'm restarting them. with a comp Well, I'm actually recording on a four-track recorder, and then I'm going to take this and then load this onto the um, my computer to actually publish them because I need a mixer. I actually need a mixer now so I can actually... Anyway, I, I'm upgrading, but I'm really happy that I'm, I've come at least a step higher than working off my phone <laughs> for the last 10 years. I have, haven't had a computer since 2010. Okay, so here we go. It's 2021 now. 
So anyway, but I, I'm looking at it. I had some fun things here. And one of the things I was going to try to do was find old recordings um, that were unreleased and released my basement tapes, as I called them. And, and the one that I picked here is called Oh Boy. And then I was going to sing along to them. And I, I think on a previous one, I really did a crappy job of singing on it. And then I thought I'd left it, leave it that way personally. And, and then I would do a better job the next time. And my audience or fans would go, oh, yeah, now that's it. You know, and I thought maybe you'd kind of appreciate my improving something but we're not going to go that route but i may but um uh and i did play a long flute on a couple of songs too so i was kind of like trying to make them interesting from the front seat of my car so um but uh, yeah i'll go see if i can find this oh boy song and uh, and give you that but other than that what am i going to tell you let's leave it at that for right now because i just did a 30 minute podcast for the um, uh, shaolin chi mantis traditional kung fu podcast and so if you find that one uh, the, i started another i started reading the shaolin kung fu beginner book in that one so yeah let's uh, let me finish this one here richard del connor a record producer and founder of shaolin records and uh yeah the album first album i'm going to release now with my new digital software along with the music i'll record is going to be kung fu cowboy that's the artist, which is obviously another version of me, the grown-up version of the hippie coyote, uh, the Kung Fu Cowboy, and it, the name of the album is Scorpion Resurrection. And most of those songs were all done. They were recorded in my car, and so now I've just got to, I'm just now assembling them and for the first time and, and going to release them. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the, the American, well, anyway, I'll, <laughs> so much to tell you but anyway let's leave it at that for now and let's see if i can go find that song oh boy if i give you something else you'll know i couldn't find it but uh, this is a song that um in fact yes i'm i know where it is it's going to be live at the music machine and the music machine was a club i played at a bunch of times uh, uh i'd perform at in about 1983 and 1984 i think and um, I'd performed there a lot of times. Uh, and I also shot Keith Richards, I think, there. Uh, but he was performing his, when he got busted for that drug thing, and he had to do that free tour whenever that was, back around 84 or 5, when he was touring uh, the country, you know, as a, and he had to give all the money to some charity. That was a, what some judge ordered him <laughs> for his heroin thing, I think. But anyway, you can look up the details on it. I forget the story. But anyway, I was hired as a photographer to shoot there, too, because I knew everybody and I worked for the papers but anyway well i shot all kinds of clubs so uh but i shot Keith. i've got all kinds of great pictures of keith richards i shot right from the front of the stage right there you know uh performing so they're yeah so i got i sold a lot of those pictures of course but uh they're still worth money and maybe i can sell some more but you'll see uh keith richards shot oh anyway let's get on to this thing so oh boy was recorded at that same stage with my band on a little cassette player, um, it was like the Sony Walkman, but it was actually a different brand, a Kai or something. Uh, but a really nice one. I liked it a lot. And, uh, and I just put it down in front of my microphone stand, and then I'd record. And it was a good way for me to like say to the band, oh, you should do this, and I didn't like this riff, or maybe we could tighten this up. But I ended up with some really good recordings because we rehearsed a lot. We'd rehearse several days a week, and so we, you know, we were really tight. And so those cassette recordings are sometimes really, really good performances. So anyway, that's what I'm going to look for, is that live, uh, live performance of Oh Boy at the Music Machine in probably 1984. All right. Until next time, Richard Del Connor, record producer. And I'd like to share a lot of my record producing stuff with you because I started back in the analog days. I was actually became a recording engineer in, I think, 1974, a professional engineer doing commercials and 
and uh, jingles and uh, and also a few albums. Not that many, but, uh, but uh, a few. I did a couple of country western and this one Mexican mar- mariachi band that would come up from. Uh, I think they were actually located in Tijuana. They had to come up from across the border. That's the only thing I really knew. They had the most gorgeous singer. I, I still got a crush on her. But uh, she was a great singer. They were a great band. Great. I had a horn section, a whole mariachi band. I mean, I actually loved. They were such talented musicians. They were the projects that I loved. I decided after a year of working there that I didn't want to be a recording engineer anymore because I, I realized I was working with so many crappy people and, and doing things I didn't like and making television and radio commercials, you know, and, and, and I just wasn't satisfying for me as an artist. I mean, I'm a creator of music, not just an engineer, not just a technician. And uh, I, I realized that wasn't the direction I wanted to go in the long run. I didn't want to make it my career. And, uh, but I'll give you a whole story on that later. But um, I, I used to call it, uh, well, I'm not going to, I don't want to get insulting. But yeah, I could make people sound 10 times better than they deserve to sound. <laughs> and I'd hire musicians to come in and, and play a lot of the instruments. And I'd, I could make anybody sound really, really good, you know. And a lot of people would come in and say, well, I got some kind of cute stories about that too. All right, being a recording engineer. Well, then I was more than the recording engineer. I became the producer of a lot of projects, not just record engineering. They'd some not just bring somebody in there to produce. They'd just turn it over to me and say, okay, do this and this. And I'd take it over and I'd record it and I'd mix it and I'd end up producing the bands. And and so I'd be, I was actually a recording record producer in 1974. Well, actually it was 20 years old. So 1973, because I turned 20. Yeah, 1974, because I turned 21 when I was there at the studio. So I was 20 years old when I was doing all these album projects. So I knew it when I was 20 years old what I wanted to do the rest of my life. Unfortunately, I was the only one. My parents never supported that and always discouraged it. And they still do to this very day. I actually started talking to my mom again. She dismo- disowned me 25 years ago and took me out of the will. But uh, since her, my step, her husband died. He was never my stepfather because he hated me. So uh, since he's died, we've actually been communicating, at least in letters. She won't talk to me on the phone. But uh, well, anyway, well, how did I got it? But yeah, even then, I, I've tried to talk about my music or the fact that I'm doing this and that. And she won't ever respond to anything that I say about my writing or my music when I mention it in a letter. The next letter will just like I never said anything about it. She still won't talk about it or support it or do anything i mean that's a, I, I like i said in another podcast i said i was born into the wrong family but that's the way it is <laughs> maybe you were too so maybe i can give you hope that even if you were born in the wrong family and your parents say everything you're doing is wrong but you know you're right maybe i can be well hopefully you're doing something good but uh, hopefully i can be maybe a kind of a role model of perseverance that's why a lot of young people look at me over the years they realize that i've been unsuccessful but working so hard and pumping out material that they love and they'd come to my my kung fu classes and get autographs to want me to autograph their CDs and stuff. So a lot of people realized that I was a wannabe star who was who was working against all odds and I never got any support. Never had a manager, never had a record deal, never got money to make a record, just always had to piece it together in my spare time with whatever I had. And that's been my whole life. I've been creating music and writing my books despite reality. All right, talk to you soon. Richard Del Conner out of here.
Wall Street. We could escape.